Wake up, Elvis Army! Welcome back to Daily Dose of Vitamin E, brought to you live from Italy by Gaia, aka Pocketful of Elvis. I'm sorry for not showing up the last couple of weeks or more, but I am getting less and less inspired to do this podcast. So I decided to take a break. Anyway, I'm back today with this wonderful review of A Little Thing Called Life, the book written by Linda Thompson. As most of you might expect, I obviously did not read the part about Caitlin, since honestly, I don't really care about it. I'm sorry, Linda. Linda writes amazingly, and her poetic vocation is surely something visible in the book. She uses a terminology that no other writer uses, and through her words, you can really see Elvis. Alright, let's start. It obviously opens with the day when Elvis passed. Then she does a presentation of herself, her past, her family, which is kind of understandable, especially to comprehend why Elvis decided to date her. She seems to be a clean, sweet, and pure girl from the South in the intro. And honestly, she still is. My impression was that. I don't know about yours. Anyway, let's go on. Linda shows a very personal and human side of Elvis that other people such as Priscilla and Suzanne Finkstead didn't show. I enjoyed reading the book. The chapters are short, the maximum they can be is 10-15 pages, so it's easy to read. In between every chapter, there is a song that she wrote, and I found out that she wrote a song by Whitney Houston. It's Malena, the weird co-host. I just wanted to say that in this episode, there will be some swear words. So don't get offended. Peace. The moment I love the most, well, they're actually a bunch. I will read them to you. This one is from Chapter 6, TCB with TLC. When I brought Elvis in something that he really loved to eat, he was adorable. Sitting up against the pillows, cross-legged in his men's pajamas, he had this little cute dance he did in bed, where he rocked from side to side, sometimes with his eyes closed, with this beatific smile on his face, almost like Stevie Wonder. That's how much he loved his favorite foods. It tastes so good to him and made him so supremely content. I can actually see Elvis as I read this to you. Then we have this one from chapter 8. You'll always be safe with me. This is Elvis speaking. (coughs) A man can have an affair and it means nothing. When you hear that I'm going out with somebody else, most of the time I'm not even having sex. Most of the time I'm reading religious books to them, and they're very disappointed. But on the rare occasion that I have sex with someone else, it doesn't mean anything. It's just me rubbing up against somebody, breathing hard. It doesn't mean I'm falling in love with her. But women, women aren't built like that. When a woman has an affair, she falls in love. That's why it's so important for women to be much more careful about having affairs. Because women have a tendency to fall in love. 
I think he's pretty right. Like, actually, let's think about Priscilla. When she had it with Mike, she fell in love with Mike, so... Um. Anyway, this is not about Priscilla. Let's move on to the second part of this wonderful chapter. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Such trips out and about in Memphis were a rarity, and we did get steer crazy. Elvis would sometimes want to just get in the car and take a drive. Even when we didn't have a particular destination in mind and we weren't necessarily going to see anyone along the way, he usually took the time to dress himself like the Elvis Presley his fans admired. Whenever I tried to convince him that he might enjoy his life more if he could find ways to be incognito um, and have greater freedom of movement, he would disagree. Honey, what if somebody does recognize me? He said. Then they're going to be disappointed that I'm dressed like a slob. When Elvis did want to go out and be among friends, he rented the Memphian Theater for midnight screenings, just like the night we met. One night, Elvis and I were walking from our car to the Memphian when we crossed paths with a couple who happened to be walking down the street at the same time. Oh my god, you look just like Elvis Presley, the girl said. You look like Elvis! Elvis stopped short. I was standing right behind him. Well, honey, I am. He said. Oh my god, no! She said. That's impossible! No, you can't be! She was just incredulous, so he turned to me. Honey, honey, tell this girl who I am. He said. Honey, tell her! Tell her! You're not pulling that Elvis Presley crap again, are you, Charlie? I said to him. I stepped up and spoke to the girl. This is Charlie, I said. He gets that Elvis Presley thing all the time. Come on, Charlie, let's go. No, no, I want her to know it's me, Elvis said. Tell her. Then he started laughing, and I started laughing, and we finally came clean. Yes, it is Elvis, I admitted to the girl. This one is pretty funny. <clears throat> I'm sorry guys, I have a little bit of a sore throat, so like I clearing my throat every three seconds. I am so sorry. I hope you guys don't get so annoyed by that. Anyway, this one is from chapter 9, our hospital home. On one occasion, Elvis wanted to go see Don Rickles perform. We both loved his acerbic, indiscriminately insulting humor. But Elvis was under the influence of one of his substances sorry, of choice that evening. When Don introduced Elvis in the audience, Elvis proceeded to make his way up onto the stage with Don. Don seemed a little taken aback, but honored to have Elvis on the stage. That is, until Elvis began reading from the Bible he had brought with him. For minutes, Elvis droned on and on, reading from 1 Corinthians 13, until finally everyone had enough. Elvis! Are we going anywhere from this? Don finally burst out. Or are we just jerking off up here? Needless to say, that comment broke the reverential tone and cracked the audience up. No, man, I... I, I Elvis stuttered. I, I just wanted to 
share a little Bible wisdom with you all. Elvis then left the stage to thunderous applause. Later on in the show, Elvis leaned into me. Honey, I've got to piss like a racehorse, he confided. I'm not sure what to do. I sure as hell can't hold it much longer, but I can't get up to go to the men's room because I've already interrupted Don's show, and if I get up, you know every eye in here will follow me and take away from Don. I can't do that to Don. Tell you what, just hand me that empty glass over there. What? I challenged, knowing he was about to do the unthinkable. Honey, hand me that damn glass, I'll tell you before I piss my pants. I casually slid the glass over to him, whereupon he deftly slipped the glass beneath the table and, out of view, covered his lap with my napkin, unzipped his pants, and peed in the glass until it was brimming with gold. He waited a bit, then casually set the full glass back on the table. I must admit, I was impressed with how easily and surreptitiously Elvis accomplished his goal of emptying his bladder in a full showroom of people with only he and I being the wiser. You can tell this is very surprising of Elvis, but at the same time not so surprising because you know how unique he was. Anyway, I, was, I would also like to read to you some sentences that I found very interesting. This one is from chapter 3. Love at first sight. If you want to know what it was like to kiss Elvis, get the biggest, puffiest marshmallows you can find and press a few of them against your lips, because his lips really were that sweet and soft. And I believe her. These others instead are from uh, chapter 4, A Vegas Fairy Tale. This is Elvis speaking. If I want big tits in my face, I'll throw a freaking cow on the bed with me. Then we have Linda speaking. He was never judgmental about the beliefs of others and didn't feel everyone in the whole world had to be Christian. And then we have Elvis speaking again. Oh no, oh hell no, don't go any further. Don't say another word. I don't ever want to hear about anybody that you ever dated, anybody that you ever kissed, anybody that you ever liked. I don't want to know. Don't ever, ever, ever tell me about a guy that you think is handsome. Don't ever mention a guy that you think is good looking, or a guy that you dated in high school or college. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm a really jealous motherfucker and I don't ever want to see you looking at another man. I don't ever want to see you talk about another man. I want to know that you're mine and only mine. Please do that to me. I mean, um, uh, let's move on. Then there are some uh, funny scenes, such as the Fox Hugh dog, which got mistaken for fuck you, and the time when Elvis said, I'm so fucking fat, and Lisa replied, Daddy, you're not fucking fat. But obviously, it ends with her leaving Elvis, because once again, he made the mistake of cheating on her. Which honestly, we can't deny. Elvis was the latest man, but he didn't want to be tied in a relationship. He wanted someone to be there always, but he had to have an escape. A very complicated and unique man, and if you don't love him like that, you really don't love Elvis. 
Thank you for listening to this and reading this book with me. I hope you enjoyed. See you next time.